This is Soundtrack, a podcast about the music that impacts our lives. Every episode is a conversation of how music has shaped and influenced one's life, because music is the soundtrack to everyone's story. Soundtrack is hosted by Kaya Leakey. here with uh, Josh King. Hello. This is my brother-in-law. We've known each other for about four years now. Yep. You yep. Uh, married my sister in uh, 2017. Good thing you remembered. Because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure she would appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> I remember the date. Don't just remember the year. <laughs> but we, we've known each other probably two years before that because mm-hmm. you... You dated for about a year, and then you had the engagement. Yeah. Uh, so we've known each other for a little bit. Um, we're here in Fort Wayne, Indiana. This is my hometown, but uh, it's not your hometown. You you grew up in Lansing, Michigan, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So grew up in Lansing, Michigan. Moved here my junior year of high school. Um, and yeah, so been here ever since. So one of the, one of the first influences on your uh, life with music came from your parents right yeah that was motown yes talk about what motown means to you from your childhood yeah so um basically growing up um at least in my household uh we had motown blaring throughout uh throughout the home so um we had the temptations the jackson five michael jackson everyone just uh just blasted the home and so growing up there's just a wide range of uh, just gospel artists, Motown record artists, um, especially Motown being in Detroit. So it wasn't that like far away from Lansing where I grew up. Uh, yeah, it had a heavy influence to just start in our, in our household. So, yeah. Do you know why your parents had such a high influence with uh, Motown? Yeah, I know my mom was in love <laughs> with Michael Jackson, like in love. She cried when he died. Um, but yeah, she loved, she loved Michael Jackson. She was a huge fan of Michael Jackson. My parents, huge fans of Michael Jackson. And you know, their parents listened to, um, Marvin Gaye, um, just a ton of just different, like R&B, good R&B. That was a good (laughs) R&B, uh, good R&B Motown artist. So I think R&B is a little dead right now, but yeah. So I don't, I don't know if I've ever really heard of any bad motown no i personally. mean no i mean even like stevie wonder like we had stevie wonder oh, he's play. not bad he's, he's oh he's, no no he's, but no i mean he's terrific yeah I, mean, I, I think it's just like the sense of like people think of motown they think of temptations i mean you might still play. amazing yeah i mean yeah but I'm just, you associate motown i don't know if people think of stevie wonder yeah, oh, yeah things like that uh i didn't grow up in detroit but i i lived in detroit for four years right and Motown just really hit me hard yeah. during those years, yeah. and it was on the radio, and it just connected with me. Even right, it was amazing. Yeah, uh, you even can't. Though it was hate forty it, yeah. years. Right, it's just good you know, music. Like it's yeah. just really good music. I mean, even just music now samples a lot of Motown records, but yeah, a lot of yeah. hip hop. Yeah, even now. Yeah, uh, over the last you know twenty thirty years, yes. use Motown. Yeah, in yeah, their, in their music, definitely, definitely. You mentioned gospel yeah. as well. Did that come about from church? I mean, just, I mean, so just, I was a PK. I was a pastor's kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> grew up in the church. Um, just such a 
awesome opportunity just to grow up like in the church that we did. And it wasn't a it wasn't a predominantly black or white church. It was very diverse. But we played gospel music. Um, so we had the traditional choir, you know, the people dancing in the in the aisles, doing backflips, you know, being slave in the spirit, you know, just charismatic, super, just oh my god, it was amazing. Doing backflips? No, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe over exaggerated, but dude, it was just it was high energetic, high joy, high zeal. Like, I mean, I I I just for the audience's information, I work in a church. Um, I'm a I'm a high school youth pastor. You know, there's just the zeal and passion and just excitement um, that happens in gospel music. And there's a story of, like, freedom, redemption, what I've overcome um, because of Christ. Like, every, you listen to any just gospel track, um, it talks about where I was before Jesus and then where I was after Jesus. Um, and that just played a huge part in my life, just, like, growing up and, like, it was just, like, one of the songs I remember, it's just Never Would Have Made It, um, and I forget who it was by, uh, I don't know if it was Donnie McKirkland, but it was just like never would have made it without Jesus. He just had some things happen in his life. But uh, yeah, it's just there's zeal, there's passion, there's excitement that um, that just happens in gospel music. And it's just so encouraging and uplifting. And it's not no gospel music sound like it just doesn't sound the same. Um, whereas a lot of if you ever listen to turn on the music or the radio Christian radio, it's it's targeted towards soccer moms. Uh, <laughs> like it is like they like they legitimately target their music to soccer mom and worship music. It just tends to sound the same and it's very individualistic. Whereas gospel music is very like us collective, um, collective. Like we we're overcoming and we have like such a rich history of just overcoming. Um, obstacles and, and, and things that would try to set the black community back. And um, I think that just resonates in the, in the, in the church, and especially in gospel music. And so there's our, there's the childhood element yeah. that you talked, we talked about. Mm-hmm. Now we start to get to middle school yeah, and hip hop yeah. starts to play a big role in your life. Huh. Uh, tell us who, who they were yeah. the artists as well as uh, maybe, why mm-hmm. hip hop finally grabbed the hold of you at that time? Yeah, so I, I mean, if you, I went to, it was like a charter school. It was a very, it was, it was a private school. It was we paid. I'm gonna say we paid to go there. Um, but if you ever played Tony Hawk Pro Skater, um, if you've ever played, if you ever even had the chance to play that, um, there's so much hip hop elements in that game. Um, but also just like my friends, you know, we're just starting to explore music. Um, Isn't that Funny yeah. how Tony Hawk is like yeah, the one yeah. game that just has the yeah. ability to yeah. bring about everyone new, plays. new music for everybody. No, see, I think everyone could try like pick a track from the original Tony Hawks. Yeah, and and be like, dude, I I was introduced to so much music through that, which is funny because you know growing up, like you probably know too, but like there are certain games you weren't allowed to play or things like that, like. But like Tony Hawk, for whatever reason, got through because uh, like, it was rated T. Yeah, it was rated T for teen, but it kind of probably switched to M. But anyways, that yeah, is, that and Mario Kart, right? <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, Tony Hawk just had some bangers, man. Um, just some really good hip hop uh, tracks. A lot of like uh, West Coast um, hip hop in there. Um, so there was like uh, there was well, even just run. There's Run DMC tracks on there. Um, that's how you just found out about Run DMC, which it might have been, might have been some stuff that was played in the house. 
Um, but not really. But Run DMC was in there. Um, and there was some like, or so that's East Coast, but West Coast stuff like um, Flavor Flav and um, Public Enemies. There we go. Yeah. Uh, Public Enemy, he was in there. In there. Um, who else? Um, the guys who sing F the Police. NWA. NWA was in there. Ice Cube. All those guys were like, there's so many different hip hop artists in there throughout the Tony Hawk games. But. I mean, you would hear it, and you're like, dude, this is dope. I like this a lot. Now, you had to, like, hide it from your parents but <laughs> because of the stuff that was said. So, I mean, and that day we had CDs, so we would burn CDs, you know, and then we wouldn't put, like, you'd be able to put so many different tracks on there. Um, but, yeah, we would trade them at school, and we'd talk about music and stuff like that. My friends are really big into music, too, so I'm unfortunately not talented and be able to play music, but a lot of my friends growing up were musicians, so it was pretty cool, so, yeah. Why, why, uh, besides like Tony Hawk and yeah. maybe your friends, what was it about hip hop as a middle schooler that re- you resonated with? Yeah, so I didn't, when I grew up, I didn't listen to like Bow Wow or like uh, any of that, but like really just like introduced to DMX, just angry, like just a- Eminem. Oh my gosh, Eminem was like so huge, and like you know. That was like a lot of my friends who were white, like, dude, I love this guy, like all this stuff, like because it was it was like angry angst like stuff for like teenagers and like for whatever reason you're always angry as a teenager, like yeah. for whatever reason, um, some you someone can look at you weird, I'm pissed, you know, you have that pimple, I'm pissed, like just it, it allowed you to express your frustrations and it's just like it, it was cool, like you know I grew up in a suburban area, but like it was just cool, it was cool to listen to, it was kind of like you're rebelling a little bit, like. Um, but also like, you know, just growing up and getting older and appreciating hip hop for what it is. It talks a lot about uh, like things, people's experiences that you don't really realize. Um, and so you've just taken F the police, um, NWA, like that's their, that's how they saw the police because of the riots, because of the continuous police brutality that they experienced. Um, and so that's what they, that's what they knew. Um, whereas someone who, and, and it's so funny cause it blew up like everywhere and like, dude, white kids in suburbia loved it. And you know, and like, it's, but that was that, that was their experience. Um, and so this is so, I mean, just Tribe Called Quest, like, um, just so good with the jazz, the jazzy like sound and flow. Um, it was just so good. So it just resonated. Um, the beats were just amazing. I love a good beat. Um, and just the lyrics with Nas and just, oh man, just so many good stuff. But yeah. So in middle school, mm-hmm. you kind of took a weird detour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With punk music <laughs> from the hip hop. Yeah. But granted, uh, I know Chuck D has yes. mentioned that if it wasn't for the clash and for yeah. other punk music, yeah. mm-hmm. he wouldn't even have been. Mm-mm. Involved with Public Enemy. Yeah. Public Enemy had a lot of punk roots in it. Like, and a lot of actually, so funny, so a lot of punk bands love Public Enemy. So I had a, like a weird turn in high middle school too, where I was kind of like, all right, I'm not following Jesus anymore. I'm kind of doing my own thing. Sorry, right, going out of middle school into high school. But No Effects gave me, that's N O F X. It was just the most rough, just terrible music you would never want your mom to hear. Uh, I mean, just even rougher than hip-hop. And it was very anti-religious, anti-like, anti-government, anti-all this stuff. And really, like, you listen to it, and it's just, again, it's like, think for yourself. Like, think think outside the box. Uh, 
like don't settle for just like what you hear on this thing. So it really got me thinking like, okay, maybe there's more than to what I know. All I knew was the church. All I knew was the gospel or sorry, all I knew was the church. All I knew was were Christians, but I also saw a lot of hypocrisy in Christianity. So you listen to this music and it's pointed it out. And you're like, oh wow. Yeah, I do see that. Oh wow. Yeah. That isn't the way that's supposed to be. Um, and so, I mean, there's a lot of other things too that was terrible, but it really did. It helped me kind of think, okay, like what else is out there? Like what else is like, um, besides Christianity or besides the church, like what is there? Um, so yeah, I mean, punk music has always been a part of my life too. And like going to Vans Warped Tour and just eventually into Blink-182 and Green Day's Dookie and, um, Black Flag and just so many different things I just got into, um, because of that. But I, I, yeah, I love punk music. Yeah. Still do. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't, so I'm basing a lot of this on, um, Stay Free. Uh, yeah. Chuck D did a podcast on The Clash. Oh, cool, yeah. And which is I would highly recommend. And there but there's like a communal aspect to punk mm-hmm. music, right? Yeah. What yeah. what was that like? Yeah, so basically like so growing up and don't get me wrong, the church is a beautiful thing, um, and it's full of flawed people, but the church can be the most judgmental um, closed-minded people in the world, um, whereas Jesus wasn't. But we—that's another topic. But um, at punk shows, man, you're just welcome for just who you are. So that's if you're gay, straight, whatever. If you have normal hair like mine, like it was just so weird. Like the least racist people I've ever met, um, the nicest people I ever met. If you're in a mosh pit, someone knocks you over, they pick you right back up. It's very communal, like just like we're family we get together and i remember my first punk rock show and it was just it was awesome the energy was just off the wall do you Um, remember who it was it was a small band well see the thing is they weren't punk rock really well i guess they technically were back then but it was more of a it was called the devil's prada now they're they're christian but they're hardcore right um and it was like a small like in almost like this living room kind of like all this space and it was just packed but there's so much energy um, but yeah, it was just fun. There's a lot of energy, a lot of things. Then I went to Vans Warp Tour, um, and I got exposed to a lot more bands through that. Um, and I finally got to see No Effects, like just for and live for the first time, and they're amazing. Uh, again, people, whether it's good or not, hey man, you want to take a blunt? Here you say, I'm underage. Like here, you want a beer? Like I'm like, okay, probably not. But like, but it was just yeah, yeah. What you're saying, it's just very communal. Very, it just wasn't judgmental, and like, you're just like celebrating just being alive. And a lot of, a lot of kids and a lot of people just had a lot of like things that happened in their lives. And again, I think punk punk music resonates with that because of the. Inner, the, the inner anger, the inner turmoil, the anxiety, the depression, all that stuff. Um, punk music just kind of like spoke to that. Um, so, yeah. So in high school, uh, Linkin Park becomes... Yeah. It's kind of that weird new metal yeah. aspect yeah. Of, you know, to their music. But uh, that really jumps into your uh listening yeah. at that time why why lincoln park man i mean dude r.i.p chester but like dude i remember well first of all like when he when i found out he died i cried like because that was such a huge part of like my childhood too um but just lincoln park just 
you know, before all the Transformer movies and everything. <laughs> but even then, like, they, you still liked them. But, like, they just wrote such good, like, in-depth music just dealing with struggling with, again, the anxiety, that depression, that what it means just to be a, a, a person, um, just dealing with so many different things. And um, Meteora, like, that was, like, such a good album and they had their their previous albums were really good and probably better um in terms of just rawness but that album was just like numb was super good yeah um still to this day i think i love that song i think i do love that song um breaking the habit just talking about like things that people were just addicted to struggling with um i remember going to youth group once um, and someone played that song, like the youth pastor played that song and they, it helped shaped him because he was addicted to stuff. Um, so that song just resonated with so many different people and dude, Chester just, he was a real human just felt real things. And you could tell in the rawness of his music and his lyrics, him and four minor boy, but yeah. Yeah. There, there was like an authenticity to yeah. what he had to say. Yeah. Uh, so because of the content of those lyrics mm -hmm. is that something that kind of you were struggling with in high school that, yeah. that made you connect yeah. with those those very words that yeah. he was singing i think there's definitely like some anxiety and especially like i've become like the numb numb and like those expectations that were placed on you as a kid like you know my dad and my parents were amazing parents but there's like those weird expectations that you place on yourself um, that other people place on you and you're expected to do this and be this and whatever. Um, but like the words of that song really just like you felt it like, and you knew like, this is, this is something that he's struggling with, but then you felt in your soul, like, oh man, like, and I've struggled with anxiety a little bit and just depression and, um, uh, but yeah, so that just really, and even just today, like still, like there's stuff that I just doubt about myself and um, things like that. But yeah, it just, the song and the lyrics that they made, again, were just so raw and genuine that I think people just resonated with it. So yeah. And Chester just seemed like he was just so down to earth. Like he didn't seem like he was super like, like a mega rock star, but just like a good dude. Like, so yeah. I mean, it's, we're coming up on two years. Yeah. It's still just crazy that, I know. that happened, mm -hmm. even after all this time. I know. It's crazy because I saw them live. Like and We were both there. Yeah, we were both we there. You know. know. I know, which we is We didn't even insane. know each other at the time. Right? Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. So that, man, I have videos of that, still that performance, because it was so good. Like, they're so good live. Right. But, yeah. Uh, after high school. Yeah. You kind of take the, another weird <laughs> detour. <laughs> Uh, but at that time, Mumford and Sons yeah. were huge. Yeah. Little Lion Man and the yeah. Cave were Ooh, good, dominating, uh, kind of mm -hmm. alternative even yeah. a little bit more yeah. than just Mumford was, was mm -hmm. taking place in your, in your yeah. life. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely like just, um, Mumford Sons, great, great. Again, I love, I appreciate good lyrics, good writing. Um, not... And I mean, yes, it's repetitive, but like at the same time, it's just good in-depth like writing of the songs. I you can have the lamest 
like or be almost even just like not even musically that talented but you have good lyrics i i will still listen to it um but Mu- i mean that's not the case mumford and sons they have amazing lyrics and they're musically just amazing like they're just amazing uh so yeah mumford just get into that boniver uh fleet foxes uh head in the heart just get into that like, kind of the alternative indie whatever um coming like senior high into college like again my music taste is just so diverse and i think it's because i have such a diverse group of people who i've like your friends yeah, yeah you know and so each like each part of my life i've just experienced just different like music genres and just appreciate different music um and so just i mean even just like it's so funny but i didn't know who jay-z was until he paired with lincoln park <laughs> so i was like which is insane because Jay-Z's a legend. But, like, I didn't know. I, I wasn't really that into Jay-Z until he did that collaboration. And I think the same thing with a lot of people. They didn't really right, know yeah. or like Jay-Z. But, like, when he did that mashup with Linkin Park, dude, that just blew up. Like, that was amazing. Um, so I just think, like, just the older I got, the more music I like, experienced, the more I got, like, LimeWire, RIP, LimeWire. <laughs> like, but allowing, like, you to, like, download music, try out music, like... Um, at the risk of your computer, like open up your music taste and, and, and the genres that you could like listen to. And then with Spotify, like, and things like that, and t- like allows you to stream music. And so, yeah, dude, it's, it's just such a diverse music. I have such a diverse music style, except for country. I'm so sorry. I just can't do it. That's um, okay. <laughs> we're, we're together. On yeah. That. But just, yeah, I mean, just hearing just different music and appreciating different music, like, yeah, I just yeah, it's so good. You you mentioned good lyrics. Yeah, why why is having good lyrics such a such an important thing to you? Man, I think having good lyrics, <laughs> it's like telling a good story, um, and so you can tell. I, mean, I this is gonna sound harsh, and I want to sound like an old head, but like just some of the music now, it just seems so shallow. And just money grabbing. <laughs> it just seems so shallow. It just, yeah, it does. And just so money grabbing and just like, where's the art? Like, where's the craft? And like, I think music style, music writing, even just now, even the like the gospel or like the just Christian music I listen to, like Josh Garls or King's Kaleidoscope or... Um, just those guys, John Mark McMillan, like those guys write good music. Like it's not just, oh, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. No, it's like in depth, like it's like poetry. Um, and I think we just lost that craft. Um, and we're just trying to push out music um, to meet a demand. Uh, sorry, well, <laughs> I don't know if it's really demanded, but um, just to keep yourself, you know, recognizable and things like that. But like, do I listen to Taylor Swift? And I'm just like, dude, this music it's catchy. It's, it's fun. You know, my students love it, but I'm like, this is so bad. Like, this is not, this is not even good. Like, what is she talking about? Like, what do you, and I, it's so funny. So, um, the lead singer from 1975, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Matt. Matt, he's just talking about Imagine Dragons <laughs> and he's just like, which I'm going to be real with the Imagine Dragons. They suck. Um, <laughs> And the thing is, people think it's like it's cool to hate on Imagine Dragons and Nickelback and those guys like that. But it's like I respect them because they they're talented. But at the same time, it's like what is your music talking about? Like, 
What is it like? What is it advocating? Like what? Like being a believer, man. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> like it's like, I mean, I mean, like seriously, like welcome to the new age. Like what the heck are you talking about? Like radioactive? What does that even mean? I don't, I don't know. And I just think there's just like there's shallowness in the music, and I don't know. I just don't like, and I think that's why I like older hip hop. You know, a little bit better than the newer hip hop. Um, again, just because of the craft, the style, the way that they put their rhymes together. Um, you just don't have it like that anymore. It's just rare. Do you feel like uh, hip-hop has kind of gone, gotten to a place where they have no <laughs> idea what to talk about because it's already been sung about? Yeah. Yeah, a lot it's of It's like everything has been yeah. sung now. Yeah. I mean, dude, new hip-hop. And not, and not just hip-hop, but just yeah, no, music yeah. in general. Music in general, I think... It's just gotten so bad. <laughs> um, and, I, and I love finding new music and things like that. Um, but this has gotten really bad. Just all genres of music, I feel like, just recently. I've just, it's just very repetitive, just shallow lyrics. And hip-hop in itself, just like... And I know, like, again, like, they're talented dudes, but it's just like, what are you talking about? Um, and just the new with SoundCloud, like anyone could throw anything on there and they're like famous, you know, some kid who's 16 years old, just threw something on SoundCloud, got on the top, like 100 billboards. And it's just like, it's all like trap beats, um, <laughs> like little Nas X, like yeah. even that that's guy, like that's how he got on, like, which he's again, talented dude, but what are you talking about? <laughs> like. So I don't know, and then, and then it, it worries me too because I look and I'm like, okay, so that's that's what the next generation's gonna be like, and that's what they're gonna be listening to, and so we're already like slowly declining in terms of just other things, education, like all this other crap, and so it's like our music at the same time, it's just I don't know, it's just so bad. So more hip hop becomes a huge part in your life, especially Kendrick Lamar. Yes. And with, with the album uh, <laughs> To Pip a Butterfly, for Oh, example, gosh, yeah. How, how and why is he a favorite of yours? <sighs> Man, I don't even know if I even give enough props to that guy. Um, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Oh, man, dude. I, okay, so I think universally across all... Across everyone who is even a fan remotely of hip hop, love that album, like love damn, um, and that's not even my favorite Kendrick Lamar album. No, um, but to pimp a butterfly, man, um, just it was just so lyrically and just like w- such a well put together album from front to end, like. Just it had the commercial hits, but it also had the ones that were just underneath. Like my favorite song on that album isn't even King Kunta. Uh, mine is like "How Much Is a Dollar Worth," and just literally just talking about the aspects of greed and just dude, it's I can't give that guy enough props. But even just almost making the rest of the rap game kind of step up and be like, oh, dude, like we gotta kind of like step it up, like. And that 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 old school way of like who's the best, and now I think it's like between. Well, I don't even. Here's the thing: I don't even think it's between Cole and Jay and Kendrick Lamar. I think it's Kendrick. Like, yeah. 
for a long time, people have been and, and Drake's. I mean, sorry, Drake's good. He's talented. He's not even in the competition. Like, it's 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 Kendrick, and he is just so good at crafting albums. And um, he, I mean, his he was the first hip hop album to win a Pulitzer Prize. Like, that's just how influential like his music is. Um, and it makes you think, like, even just like about he calls out in Pimp Butterfly. He calls out um, police brutality. He calls out um black on black crime he calls out just the how to love yourself as a black person like in your features and things like that and like um he just called out some real stuff mass incarceration and 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 the problem that we have with that stuff and there's so many themes and stuff that you can go through um but dude it's so good he he's just a well-crafted album take a listen to it (laughs) yeah (laughs) well how does that connect with you yeah personally uh, yeah is, is there a a time where you know maybe that album mm-hmm. resonated with you yeah on a personal level yeah i mean so being a black male in america it's like you know it's like okay there's just real experiences that you go through that certain people don't experience um and 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 racism and like, I can't go into this. Uh, like, I was like, okay, let me just do it. Racism isn't dead, people. Uh, but people like to think that it is and pretend that it is. And they want to just pretend like <laughs> it's not a problem anymore. Um, but it's a real, it's real stuff. Things are really still happening. We're, people are still really feeling the effects of the Jim Crow laws, even to today. Um, gentrification, all those things, good or bad, whatever you want to say, like, it still affects people. And that album I, I when i first truly experienced like my first like racist incident if you will but um what do you mind sharing yeah i mean really was? just even with the cop i was so scared dude i thought i was gonna crap my pants but basically i was at the skate park here in fort wayne indiana and and we we're just chilling and i was taking a break and i was sitting there um and it was it was a little bit later at night um it was about like um probably like 10 10 30 and we're just chilling and a cop rolls up and so normally there's a cop that comes by he's pretty cool he doesn't really bother us or anything um but this guy pulls up and my friends were over there and he like gets out of the car comes back over scares the crap out of me like hits the fence i'm like oh my gosh he's like get off he's like get up and i'm like oh my gosh okay so i get up he makes everyone come over and like he pats me down. So I'm the only black dude there, all right? Like, I'm the only black guy there. And this guy pats me down. And my friends just kind of look at it, and they're like, uh, they didn't know what to do or what to say. It was so embarrassing. Um, and just kind of, he didn't find anything on me, of course. But he's like, you know, are you smoking weed? And I'm like, no. Um, and he's like, okay. So basically just like, are you sure? Because I smell it. And I was like, okay, it might be one of those other guys over there. Like, but it wasn't me. So anyways, he kind of just like looks at me and just like, stay out of trouble, da-da-da, just walks away. So this guy could have had a bad day, could have had a bad night, whatever. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. But also like, this dude profiled me. Like, I he, mean. He didn't even check anybody no, else No, he didn't check anybody else out. Just me. And I was kind of like, so I didn't really think that was a big deal until I started learning more about history and American history. And that's when I kind of first realize and experience like 
racism or even whatever you want to call it. I, like I said, I gave that guy benefit of the doubt. Could have had a bad day, bad night, whatever. Um, but listening to that album, it even opened my eyes to even studying more about racism in the church, um, which is a great books and great people who talk about that stuff. But um, that is this experience as a black man in America. And yes, we have. He even talks about in the album like we've we're, we've gone. We've made it so far, and even the album cover—it's um, its almost—it's a—it's an analogy or a picture of like we made it to the White House, yet we're still looked at as like thugs and gangsters and all this other stuff. Um, and some of us still are, but like, um, dude, that whole album was just so good. So many stories, so many good things. Can't even praise it high enough. But yeah, I think it, did it win a Grammy? No, it didn't win a Grammy, did it? I don't think a hip hop album has ever won. Uh, Best album, wow, ever. Damn, especially should have the commercial success. I mean, you're, you're talking about Kanye. You're talking yeah. about Jay Z. Yeah, all having these albums that all good albums haven't even won. Yeah, which is crazy to me. Um, so yeah, man, it's there's so much stuff. You, that's an, even another podcast to talk about. But yeah, the, my my students that I coach for um, for wrestling, they they love Kendrick. They you know they're singing his songs. Uh, they know every lyric to. You know what what he's got, whether it's all right or King Kunta. Mm-hmm. What? Why is he such a huge influence on black culture? Basically, I mean, I think just the way that he carries himself. He's super articulate. Um, he stays out of the news. Um, he's kind of to himself. He's not one of those mega hip hop artists that you see like on TMZ or like flashing all those like all his jewelry and things like that. He's just super chill, but. Um, I think he just again he made like being black like cool you know like it was just like again like King Kunta is like it's a black anthem you know like this is who we are like this is who I am it's a it's even just an anthem to Compton like and then he puts his city on so I think just people resonate with that and again his realness his genuineness um, who he is so yeah do you feel like he is somebody that allows African Americans to be comfortable within their own skin. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you're kind of you're. Yeah. I feel like you're kind of trying to get to that. Yeah, I think again, and you know, we're in such a weird time now, but just we've come so far in so many different areas. Um, and even just representation in terms of just in media. Um, and again, he's talking about like, again, seeing his cousin get shot or even just being again, a black man in America, or even just like being in love and even just damn, just even took some religious aspects and just kind of put it out there. But, um, yeah, he's just, he does, he makes you comfortable in your own skin. I mean, and I think not even just being black, but like white people love him too. Like. And I remember that video where he called out that trick for saying the N word. <laughs> and like, when she was rapping, he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. It's like, hey, chill, 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 chill. Um, and here's the thing people say, people say the N word, it's just a word, but words have power. Like, words have been used to oppress people. Words, words, it says that in the scriptures, you know, when people tell me, like, oh, well, it's just a word. Well, I'm like, well, do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe your words have power? Do you believe your words can cut? Do you believe your words have power of life and death in them? Like, it's some real stuff. Um, so, yeah, man, I think he just, he hits on so many different things. 
Why is music so important? <sighs> Man. Why, why should we listen? We should listen to music because... And if it's a good if it's good music, <laughs> let me reiter- let me reiterate that if it's good music, it tells a story. There's a song that resonates with me so well. I had a panic attack like a couple months ago, and there's this artist. They're actually a Christian artist called King's Kaleidoscope, and they have a song called "The Prayer." And the song I've listened to it so many times before. I, I've heard the story, but basically, like Chad, the the, the lead artist. Um, he's having a panic attack. He's he's journaling and he's basically like uses the actual F word and that's just his raw, genuine, just that's where he was at. And at one part of the song, it's like he's in this panic attack, he's in his depression, and the next moment you hear him, it's like this the trumpets, the sounds, it's just like, you know, it's and then it's Jesus' response to his questions, and it's just like, I'm right here beside you, I feel how you feel, um, I love you so desperately, and all these things is just like that didn't resonate with me until I had my own panic attack and I felt the way that he felt. Um, and, I, and I realized, like, man, dude, I've never resonated with another song as much as I did with that one. Um, but music has the power to do that. Like, it, you find good music, you find music that makes you feel something, I think that's awesome. Um, I think the artist can tell a good story um, that does something to you, does something to your soul. And... Um, you should listen to music. You should listen. People are like, well, I don't really like music that much. Or I'm like, well, you probably just haven't heard the right stuff. Uh, like, <laughs> but, I mean, be picky. Be particular. Be Don't just listen to everything. Um, be particular what you listen to. And 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 don't apologize for that. But um, I always tell my students, like, every time they come up to me, like, new music, I'm like, okay, is this good or is this trash? Like, they know I'm kind of like particular about my music because i'm You're like a snob. i'm a snob i am I, I won't lie but i'm like is this good is like <laughs> this trash one of my students he always comes up to me he's like josh you hear that new da, 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 da. like he told me about playboy cardi's new or song and i was like dude this sucks like this is trash and he's just like why it's like there's nothing there's nothing to it there's nothing uh there's no soul behind it and so yeah yeah i think having like a soul mm-hmm. to the the authenticity like what we were talking about with Linkin Park is so important and that's those, those kind of songs are the ones that you always remember right right definitely well thanks Josh yeah, for man. this uh, incredible conversation thanks uh, for having me yeah for sure yeah. love you man love you too bro been real yeah <laughs> Thank you for listening to Soundtrack with Kyalikti. If you like the podcast and want to know more, check out our Instagram at Soundtrack Podcast or leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Join us next time on Soundtrack. <laughs>